Welcome to Sermon Q&A. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Pastor Craig and Pastor Alex. The beginning of March in 2022, we preached the second sermon in our series, How Jesus Made Followers. Uh, Pastor Craig, uh, the first question comes uh, pertaining to the miracle of the wedding in Cana. And Jesus took six pitchers of 20 to 30 gallons of water. He turned them into wine. And so the question for you is, should Christians drink wine because Jesus did? Great question, because this has been like the, in the in United States especially, uh, it's been a real challenge for pastors to figure out where the line is because of the, the, um, the challenges we have with alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So the quick answer to the question is no. Um, there's... There's plenty of evidence that Jesus has drank drank wine his entire life, yeah. um, as as has everybody else in those in the ancient uh, Near East. But um, but there's still the the qualifications of don't get drunk and you know don't yep. look at the wine while it's moving in the glass. You it's know, funny that we feel like things. we always have to say that. Now, I'm not saying you can get drunk. <laughs> it's like right. duh. Well, and and that's, well, we have to say it. Otherwise, we do. people yeah. be like, "Well, can I get yeah. drunk?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no." no. 14.5 <laughs> million people in the United States struggle with alcohol. Mm. Seven, uh, under 20, uh, under 19 years of age, mm. there's almost a million wow. uh, that struggle with alcoholism, and 88,000 every year die. Of some alcohol-related disease. So it is a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I've been been in actually some uh, sermons where I've heard people parse the words. Sometimes it's wine and it's an iron word. And then there's another word that means grape juice. And they they try and walk this ridiculous tightrope so that they can keep off of that question. Mm -hmm. And uh, ultimately, there's just nowhere. I mean, you you can't say that in the Middle East, ancient Middle East, I know. You were able to get drunk on it. They had had incredible refrigeration (laughs) systems, so the wine wouldn't go. (laughs) When I hear people say, like, it wasn't strong enough for them to to actually have anything. Well, how'd they get drunk? Right. Right. You know, like, I mean, that's a... Yeah, it's it's silly. So... All of that to say, um, does that mean that we should drink wine? Because Jesus did. I think it's a personal thing. Uh, some people have alcoholism in their family. Something, some people have, have been devastated by it, obviously, because of these statistics. Uh, it hits a lot of people where they live. And so I think for Christians, we need to be careful that we're not offensive in the way that we partake if we believe that we can drink wine. Um, but at the same time, we may need to abstain uh, because we don't want to offend or un, 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 um, unnecessarily yeah. tempt somebody yeah. uh, that has an affinity toward alcoholism. And, mm-hmm. and we want to be really careful of right. that. Right. So it's just like a concept of love. Like if we know somebody, we're in relationship with somebody, or somebody's even like going to come over for dinner, we know who has a, had a past with alcoholism right. mm-hmm. or some struggle along those lines. Uh, you know, we might normally have wine at our table, but that night we're going to choose not to have wine because right. that's the loving thing to do. All right. So there's this. Uh, uh, when when Bible teachers don't want their people to drink wine, but they can't find that in the Bible, here's what they say. Mm. If somebody sees you drinking, then you'll be a stumbling block to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's mm-hmm. one. So you can't even do it because if they see it, which I... I I I know they tried to base that in like the weaker brother, and I still don't. I, it did the connection. It's a weird connection right. to me. Well, the other one, um, which which is frustrating to me, is and and I get this. It's good intention, but what will non Christians think of you? Mm-hmm. And so what's interesting right. is is uh, we had a, a really great conversation with an older pastor in his late sixties, and and one of the things he said is I'm nervous about what Christians would think about me, and what I said to him was it's interesting because if 
if, if as a Christian I drink, but in moderation, um, that is actually a better testimony for younger people nowadays. In mm. fact, if I tell them I don't drink, it's a bad testimony because I look judgmental and legalistic. Yeah. And it's it's interesting how all like spiritual leaders time, yeah. are are there's so many different arguments, but there is this desire that nobody should. Yeah. And it's very interesting because I just think they would be really irritated with Jesus. Yeah. And it's all the, also needs to be said that the weaker brother is never commended in scripture. Yeah. yeah you're weaker. Good for you. Everybody should be weak like you. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a proposition in scripture that weaker means weaker. It's time to grow. Mm. And so uh, I don't think it's up to us to force anybody, especially in this area, because it's such mm. a challenge, yeah. especially in the yeah. United States. Um, I think we're like 36 among the world countries that drink the most alcohol. So we're up there. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think you should be hiding wine bottles um, so that you can try and please everybody. If you try and live your life that way, it's going to be very right. difficult. It also needs to be uh, said that um, wine is in Scripture a symbol of the joy of the kingdom of yeah. God. And so when we throw this example out, we we lose that example. Mary and Jesus are at this this wedding where, you know, you're shamed if you don't have the right amount of wine. You know, you have seven days to celebrate. You better have enough wine. And so Jesus' first miracle, you know, you think, you know, we're building up to this. It right should now. be like raising someone from the dead. Right. But instead, mm-hmm. it's it's water to wine. And I think that's significant mm-hmm. because... Um, in scripture, wine is a symbol of the joy of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So Jesus kicks off this joy, this symbolism of the kingdom by, by bringing Mm -hmm. buckets of wine to the party. Like uh, not just wine, but good wine. Yeah. Like the wine wine that's celebrated the wine. Like, whoa, this is. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't know how many people were at this wedding. Like, but we're talking 125 or 130 gallons okay, of wine. Can I confess right. something? <laughs> yes. You I, can I did math in the middle of my sermon. <laughs> and I was like 20 to 30 uh, pitchers. That's times six. Times six. It was like 300. <laughs> I said 300 to 360. I did it in both services. And nobody said That's a word to me. Right. Wow. And I heard like a little chuckle in this direction. And I should, in my brain, I should have just said, did I get that right? And they would have been like, nope, not at all. I had two math teachers. One is Keith's wife. And they're sitting in the production like, that is not correct. <laughs> that is that not is, true. That is nope. not accurate. Anyway, so I, I, I want to just say that. I repent and I was wrong in my sermon. To, <laughs> it, it, I really want to stick with the story because I've always wondered why this story is first and Jesus out, out of the gate. Why is this the first thing that he does? Yeah. And um, he really is is giving us an appetizer of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I love the picture that we're at a wedding where mom and dad are letting go of their sons and their daughters so they can start a new family. And in the same way, Mary, at this point, yeah. is letting go of her son so that he can begin his new relationship yeah. with his bride, the church. And uh, so he talks about wine with the church all the way through yeah. scripture. In fact, in the upper room, he says, uh, you know, th- he starts his ministry by making watered wine. Then he in the upper room has wine with his disciples. And then he says, I'm not going to drink again with you until I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so there's a promise of a wedding feast to yeah. come. And and so this wine is touchstones, uh, touchstone mm-hmm. points that we can read and we can say, this is always a symbol of the joy 
of the mm. kingdom of God. Yeah, and even so many illustrations that Jesus uses to teach are oriented around mm. wine. I am the vine, yeah. you are the branches, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah, right, that's exactly yeah. right. Uh, or, wine, or even wineskins. Wine skins, yeah, yeah, old yeah. wineskins, new wineskins. Yeah. So I wanna read yeah. to you a passage of scripture I love from Amos when it talks about how much wine there will be mm. in the new kingdom, when we have our resurrected bodies mm. back and all is made right. Uh, this is in Amos 9. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper mm. and the treader of grapes, uh, him who sows the seed. The mountains shall drip sweet wine and the hills shall mm. flow with it. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine. Mm. They shall make gardens and eat their fruit. And I think mm. this is uh, this is symbolic that uh, we are to understand that wine is a symbol of the joy of the kingdom of God and it's going to flow from the mountains mm. like water. Yeah. It's Yeah, and I, I would just say, Wine, it's been made a bigger deal of. It doesn't need to be a big deal, but it is powerful. It's like sex. And it's like just because something's powerful, it has a place, it has a time, there's a yeah. time to abstain. There's some people, God says, now nah, for your whole life, you have the Nazarites who aren't allowed to drink anything their entire life. Right. You know, and, and just because something is powerful or enjoyable, and people abuse it doesn't mean we just throw stuff out. And this is where I didn't even want to make the message about wine or alcohol at the end of the day because, mm. like, it's not. I mean, this right. is a discussion we're having that Jesus. They're not even having these discussions, right? You know, in the first century. No, so no. It's almost. It's almost ridiculous that we are. You yeah. Know, mm -hmm. And that there are spiritual leaders imposing extra biblical mandates on people. Right. That Jesus wouldn't even follow. That, that takes away from the impulse striking. of the text. The text right. is driving us towards Jesus. To Jesus. The Messiah, right. Yes. Yeah. Look at him. Right. He is the yeah, Messiah, right. and we make it about wine. So thank yeah. you guys. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I want to invite you back. We have plenty more questions to come on sermon Q and A.